0: Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome back to Take It or Leave It. We have been diving deep into so many different things on this podcast. Most recently, we've had a series on what it truly means to fear the Lord with trembling. We have looked at different examples and we have really peeled back the layers of what this truly means and attempt to uncover and reveal the true meaning that God has intended and not the sugar-coated meaning that the world is teaching today, amen? Today, we continue to dive deep in places in which this world is truly lacking knowledge so today we're going to talk about the lack of knowledge of hell specifically how this prevents evangelism amen and it's true if you don't know about hell you can't truly be evangelizing people the ones who know about hell those are the ones those are the people who are spreading the word of God as we are commanded so others will be saved right? But everyone is not convinced of hell. And I say it like that because if you were convinced of hell, if you knew about it and you understood what you would see and experience there, you would be evangelizing others so that they will be saved. Amen. So today there are many believers who believe in heaven and they are so convinced that they're going to be accepted into heaven But they fail to believe in hell and what i will tell you is if you believe in heaven you must believe in hell if you believe in hell you must believe in heaven amen today this world is exercising a one-way belief they want to believe in only the good that can come into their life rather than the bad they don't want to take hell seriously and they don't take hell seriously why are people today so ashamed to talk about hell Would you be ashamed to save people from a burning house that is going to perish? No. Right? We need to be talking about hell. And talking about hell and demons makes people uncomfortable today because they don't understand them. I've actually had someone tell me personally that I can't mention the word demon in their house or they're going to think they, as in the demons, if I say the word demon, the demons are going to think that they are welcome to come in the house. When you look into why this person would have said that, it's fear, but more of a phobia, right? They're afraid, so they don't even want you to say it or else they're going to feel surrounded. The truth is the demons are passing through your house, whether you like it or not, they are in the churches today. They don't need, you know, a code word or a release word to enter. Amen. And something this world needs to understand today is that evangelism is not just about sharing the good news to others. We must also share the bad news. Why is this? Because the people in this world, they take hell so lightly. And because of this, the people are not seriously serving. Amen, they're not taking their lives seriously. You know, they take their worldly jobs more seriously than the things of God. And that is so terrible because many forget that it is Jesus who will say, I will vomit you out of my mouth. People going to hell do not action their faith in God. Why is this? Because it's not faith that pleases God. The root problem is, They do not fear Jesus. These people believe in heaven, but not hell. So I'll put it to you this way. If you're not serious, or if I'm not serious with the work of God, then I'm also not serious in answering the call of God. Likewise, if you are not serious with the work of God, then you are also not serious in answering your call for God. That's why I say it's not faith that pleases God, right? What's coming from your faith? What did you do with it? right? And remember, if you aren't saved, you aren't called. So you got to get saved first. You need to repent. You need to give your life to Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the only way to be saved. And that is the only way we are going to escape hell. God is calling serious servants into his service. And you must first be saved and then you were called to be in his service, to be in his army. So again, people don't understand hell and they do not take the time to understand it because they have convinced themselves already or perhaps they've allowed someone else to convince them that they are not going to go there. Do you know a pastor that has convinced you that you are not going to go there? Cause we know what Paul says, work out your own salvation. Today, if you aren't convinced of hell, then your salvation is a question mark. What I mean is you may say, I'm saved, but in reality, you're not. For those who say, without a doubt, I am saved. I ask you, who assured you of this? And are you sure? And then are you sure that you're sure? Amen. Where does your confidence lie? Some might say, oh, I healed the sick. So to that I say, oh, because you healed the sick in the name of Jesus, you think you're saved because you used the power of Jesus. Remember in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 23, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Amen. 22, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. That's Jesus saying that, I never knew you, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. It's Jesus that says, many will come to me saying, Lord, Lord, so again, are you sure? And for those listening that are not even utilizing the power of Jesus, how much more can I stress to you and ask you, are you sure? And how come you're so sure? The only way to please God means you walk with God, and that's constantly, not just on Sundays, not just on your Sabbath day. Walking with God is in your control. Attending church is in your control. Not working on your Sabbath is in your control. Do you see? It's in your control, so you decide. You are the one who works out your salvation. The only excuse to miss the Sabbath is if there's an emergency, right? An emergency is something that's not planned. Unlike a vacation, you plan a vacation so you can plan it around your church, right? Come back on Saturday, or maybe you're out of the country, but plan to be present. You have to dedicate the time to not forsake the assembly, right? So if you're in another country, maybe you're looking for another church to visit. God will use you there. You have to pray and be led. And it's so important today. Now, attending church doesn't save you, but God tells us do not forsake the assembly. So we prioritize gathering on our Sabbath, right? And do you remember the Good Samaritan? This can be found in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. We aren't going to read that here today, but I'm going to paraphrase and encourage you to go read this parable later on. This was a story of an emergency. The man was helpless on the road, half dead, right? The Samaritan was the only one to show him mercy and bandage his wounds, pouring oil and wine. He showed this man who was half dead compassion, and he didn't just pass by on the other side like the others. Who is the one that will pass by someone who is half alive and said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to be late for church. Jesus expects us to help them. We are to be wise. So if someone is dying, save them. Jesus showed us that we are to stop and help. Amen. So again, the only excuse to miss church is an emergency, right? A sheep has fallen into the well. That's an emergency. So today, the churches listen to themselves rather than God. And they do not believe in hell and make their own assurance. This is a church that is following their own man-made agenda, and that must be avoided. How do you cancel out a man-made agenda? Make it a God-made agenda. Walk with God constantly amen and i continue to pray that everyone's eyes are opened and everyone can truly become born again do not just take the word of god lightly it is the living powerful word of god god wants us to be saved but he's clear that he's coming to divide when we are saved then we are called and we need to tell others of these things so they can be saved too Jesus had 12 disciples at one point. If everyone is a quality servant, that's a big ministry. If every one of those disciples are working, can you imagine the things that can get done to glorify the Lord? So do we please Jesus just by talking, just by our words? No, we must action our faith, as I mentioned earlier. So think of it this way. It's not words of faith, it's works of faith. And that's works, W-O-R-K-S. There must be an output. Unless you have the Holy Spirit, you are not going to have the output Jesus is looking for. God is pleased with this kind of faith, faith that produces fruit. Without it, no one can please God. So what's in my control? What's in your control? To walk with God with fear and trembling and also actioning your faith. If you have the Holy Spirit, you can do it. This is for sure. That's what the word of God says. That's the power that you need. Though you have the power to do it, you are still able to choose not to do something. And when we choose not to obey the will of God, big trouble comes into our life. And that is also for sure. Assurance of salvation is happening again and again. Too many today are deceived by the message of don't worry when truly they do need to worry because they are on a path that leads to destruction Instead of teaching people how to be sure, teach them about walking with the Lord in fear and trembling and responding quickly. There are too many people dragging their feet, waiting to take action, telling themselves maybe later, I don't think it's my time, but we are accountable to respond quickly. When we fail to respond with urgency in seriousness, trouble comes into our lives. Today we're going to discuss the Jesus teachings of hell because again, it's important that we are all equipped with this knowledge and Jesus is the one who saves us from and sends us to hell. So that's important to know too. He is the one with the authority and the only one. We will look at Jesus because he's the best example. He's the best person to learn from. Why? Again, because he has the authority and he's the creator of all things. Satan didn't create hell, Jesus did. So we will look to Jesus as opposed to Moses or Daniel or Paul. And these men shared great things in the word, but we have an opportunity to go straight to the source. So this is where we will focus today. Remember, Jesus says, you are saved. And away from me, I never knew you. And he also says, lazy, wicked servant. He also says, fear me. So it's important to acknowledge and realize that Jesus is the judge. So again, do not be assured of your salvation by what man says. I had people tell me personally, you are one of his soldiers in his army, and I think you're more saved than me. People have said that to me directly, but I don't care. Yeah, it's good feedback, but God said work it out for yourself, so I don't care. I'm the one who's in control of what I will or will not do, regardless of what anyone tells me. I've also heard, you're already saved enough, you're too serious. I get criticized, but I don't care. So what will I do? I'll keep serving Jesus all my life with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul. He is the only thing that matters. The only thing that matters. While we will be looking at Jesus as the source, it's important to understand what the Old Testament believed about hell. So though hell was not defined until Jesus came, God still revealed little nuggets throughout the word of the Old Testament about hell. But Jesus took the teaching deeper, amen? So let's begin with, what is hell? So it's the Greek word, gina. It's a noun derived from the Hebrew phrase, valley of Hymnon. So this is a reference to a canyon in which pagans would offer sacrifices to their pagan god. And it was the same place the pagans would burn their garbage. So offering to their god, also burning their trash. The Jewish people illustrated hell to the people as a blazing fire in a dump where worms did not die they illustrated hell as a bad place Jesus taught after death people enter the kingdom of God or are cast into hell right remember Matthew ten twenty-eight. we ought to be experts of this verse now and it says and this is Paul saying and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul but rather fear him who's able to destroy both soul and body in hell and then there's also Luke chapter 13, verse 28, and it says, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and yourselves thrust out. Wow. So weeping and gnashing of teeth and you are separated from the others. That's what that verse is saying. You see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and we know from the word of God, right? They pleased God. You will be separated from them outside of the kingdom of God. You will be thrust out from the kingdom of God. Jesus discusses three aspects of hell and we're going to focus on at least one for this teaching. He focuses on hell's inhabitants. So who's there? He focuses on features of hell. So what I mean is what will be seen in three, there's the depth of punishment. What will people experience? So, what is the goal of this teaching is it to scare you about hell no i want you to be aware of the danger that can come into your life if you choose not to follow jesus seriously the goal is to make you aware of what hell is and realize why you and i must escape it so who are the people destined to hell who are the inhabitants yes demons are there satan is there false prophets are going to be there surely without a doubt they will be there Jesus describes those destined to hell as being destined to Hades. So we're learning about hell and Jesus taught us that hell is also Hades. So it's another word for hell. Matthew 16, verse 18 says, And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So Jesus talks about those who will be led to hell. He also talks about the inhabitants of Capernaum. And he says, their unbelief will lead them to hell. Let's read that in Matthew chapter 11. We're going to read verses 20 to 25. And there is so much here to look deeper into. So this is not just preaching, right? It's teaching. So you could spend a lot of time on just a few words to learn it deeper. And when you teach, you build based on the previous session. And we do that a lot here. You teach to go deeper, deeper, and deeper. Whereas when you preach, right, it's usually one service and done. You don't know if you're going back there. Maybe you're visiting and preaching at another church, right? This isn't a preaching. It's a teaching. So you'll see that this section that we're going to read in Matthew chapter 11 says, Woe to the impenitent cities. So what is impenitent? It means defiant, unapologetic, unrepentant, right? These are bad cities. These are bad places to be. Starting In verse 20, it says, then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done. Who are we talking about here? Jesus, of course. Why was Jesus rebuking? Because they did not repent. So mighty works occurred, but Jesus is rebuking the places where he was and he had been all because they didn't repent. That's how critical it is. Do you want to be rebuked by Jesus? Because I don't. And Jesus was acknowledging, despite witnessing these amazing works, in Jesus in person, they still chose not to repent. Again, because it's our choice. Verse 21, Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre or Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. This is a woe, not a wow. So wow is more of like a positive wow. But this is a woe and it's a negative. Woe meaning feel bad. You have not responded and this danger is coming to you. Wow is for the people who responded immediately. Amen. Here Jesus is saying Tyre and Sidon would have seen these wonders and miracles and would have repented. So we can also understand from this that Tyre and Sidon were also bad cities with wicked people verse 22 but I say to you it will be more tolerable for tower and sit on in the day of judgment than for you okay before we move on we need to learn some background here to strengthen the knowledge we are absorbing you can't just buy books to do this a real teacher and a real preacher they need the word from the revelation of the Holy Spirit right not from the revelation of another human author Right? and I'm not saying every author is writing bad things but it's best to go to the source you will receive a fresh revelation from the Holy Spirit so let's look at these cities there's to Bethsaida Capernaum okay so if you actually pull it up on a map and I cannot show you a map here but you'll see that everything is very centrally located to the other they're very close Churizan was a Galilean village that Jesus He was there and he performed wonders there Bethsaida Jesus healed the blind he walked on the water there and many others Jesus was saying I did miracles but you did not repent still so Jesus is saying again you've seen all these things that I have done and you know it to be true because you saw it with your own eyes and still you do not respond you still have not repented for your sin today You have not repented yet, which is why you are not on fire with God, right? And if you're listening to this, if you're not on fire with God, you need to repent. Let's talk about Tyre and Sidon. These cities are known for idolatry. They're worshiping idols, so that's what idolatry is. You can read of the proclamation against Tyre in Isaiah, right? And it's Isaiah 23, verse 1, the burden against Tyre. Wail, you ships of Tarshish, for it is laid waste so that there is no house nor harbor. From the land of Cyprus, it is revealed to them. Do you remember Tarshish, where Jonah wanted to go because it was so much nicer than Nineveh? Right? Nineveh was wicked. Tyre was wicked and guilty of sin. And sit on the same. I want you to read this passage more. Again, that's Isaiah chapter 23. I want to move along and I want to take you to Joel chapter 3, verse 4. And God was speaking to these wicked places and says, Indeed, what have you to do with me? O Tyre and Sidon, in all the coasts of Philistia, will you retaliate against me? But if you retaliate against me, swiftly and speedily I will return your retaliation upon your own head. These cities were mentioned in the word before, right? And we can understand of their reputation. And In Amos chapter one, verses nine to 10, it says, thus says the Lord for these transgressions of Tyre and for four, I will not turn away its punishment because they delivered up the whole captivity to Edom and did not remember the covenant of brotherhood, but I will send a fire upon the wall of Tyre, which shall devour its palaces. It's important to note here who was sending the fire. Jesus. The Lord is sending the fire. He is sending the trouble. Jesus had performed many miracles in Tyre and Sidon, and Jesus healed a demon-possessed daughter of a Canaanite, right? Remember that story in the Bible? Jesus did many wonders, yet the people still did not repent. Let's pop back over to Matthew chapter 11, verse 23. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades, right? Hell. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Saddam, it would have remained until this day. Verse 24, but I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Saddam in the day of judgment than for you. So we can understand that Capernaum might be the most accountable due to not responding. They are the most guilty because we know what happened to Sodom, right? Saddam, Sodom. however you'd like to say that. It was destroyed. Yikes! Woe to Capernaum! Right? There's more to be learned here. There were at least eight or nine healings in Capernaum. That is a lot of wonders. And be reminded, Jesus didn't heal in the name of Jesus because He is Jesus. He has the authority to do this. He is the power to do this. Unlike you and me, we must call upon the name of Jesus. Amen. But Jesus healed Darius's daughter. He fed the five thousand here. He healed Peter's mother-in-law. He healed the paralytic, the centurion servant. He healed the woman with the issue of blood here. He healed a man possessed by many demons. All these things happened and still they did not repent. And I want to remind you, do you remember when God says, to much is given, much more is required? That's in Luke chapter 12, verse 48. But he who did not know yet committed things deserving of stripes shall be beaten with few. Everyone to whom much is given, for him much will be required, and to whom much has been committed of him, they will ask the more. So the one who did not know no excuse, he was still held accountable, but within reason for what he knew, for whom too much is given, much more is required. In him who was given even more, much more is required of him. So to Capernaum, much is required and the same to Bethsaida. This is the same for the church who receives a richer word, who's receiving the truth. Much more is required of that church because they know. If you are getting a lot of teachings, you should have an output. So what are you doing today? Just like the talents, remember we talked about the parable of the talents recently? The one who was given five produced five, why? Because that is what he was given he was given according to capacity. So he produced to expectation, right? He was given more, he produced more. The one with two produced to their expectation, right? According to what he was given. Today, everyone is born intelligent. So operating within your capacity of intelligence, right? You will produce within your capacity. If you give the person too much to handle beyond what they can handle, that's when they're going to have so many barriers to their success because they're going to get overwhelmed. I've been overwhelmed. I've experienced that. Have you so overwhelmed that it feels like you can't do anything? So we are accountable to operate and produce an output according to what we have been given. So even saying yes, yes, yes. We are accountable to release certain things, but we must lean on God. Just because you're a Christian doesn't make you a yes man or a yes woman to man. We're only yes man and women to God. So I ask you, what has God strengthened you with? Are you operating under your capacity? Because that's a sin. Only you know and you are accountable. I can't tell you, but he can. Jesus sees all and knows all. You need to work this out and ask god to show you jesus does not want us to perish in hell but to have everlasting life with him he wants you to know about this because we must respond you and i must move our feet we must respond we must repent we must repent we must decide to enter the service if not he will cast us into the fiery dump of eternal torment. It's painful. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. So I ask you, can you help spread this to others? This is going to be a new series that's going to continue to build and build until God says, okay, we're going to move on. And this is just part one. Will you share this with others? I don't want anyone to hear woe. W-O-E. Woe. You failed. You still have not repented. We are accountable we are to come to repentance and we're the one that decides that seek God so all his promises can be added unto you and do not convince yourself that all promises are for you like this world has surely if you seek God then all of his promises are for you if you truly live a life for God that's when the promises fulfilled are going to be evident in your life let us not be convinced of our destiny and let us be convinced that we are to move swiftly into His will for our entire life. You can do this with the Holy Spirit, and He is available for you today. Amen. Thank you so much. This is Take It or Do God bless you all.